the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're having a blessed weekend. Uh, God bless you. And we're trapped down again, but uh, trust in the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you the praise and the glory for coming in our lives, changing our lives, healing our lives, directing our lives. Help us to glorify you what we do and how we do it. Help us, O oh Lord, to be blessed by your presence, leading and guiding us. Give us the right decisions on how to handle every situation in our life and that we'll be blessed by your presence. Show us favor in everything we do. Show me favor in teaching these listeners exactly what's going on in the market, what's going on in the business, and what the future lies in this business. And I ask in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, just so much going on in the world, so much going on in the car business, so many ads. Easy. Man, I'm telling you. I hear these ads. It's so easy and quick and simple and this, that, and the other. Uh, you ever been in a new car store and gone through that? I just sent a smart man into a store, and it was a pretty good store. And I'm going to tell you something. They tried to rip him off, but he, he listens to my show enough to, to understand exactly what's going on. So, you know, he he didn't go for it, you know. And so we ended up getting him in another position another dealership and got him the right deal at the right place at the right time you know hey and if dealers are advertising they have a whole lot of inventory good morning Stephen and Juan they have a whole lot of inventory something's not right let me tell you something I went to a new car store Thursday and they had two new cars and three used cars good morning Juan they have sold out you know I don't understand what we're going through What's going on in the world? What's going on in the government? What's going on in the economy? And we go into a buying frenzy. But, I mean, you know, we listen to the commercials. We listen to what's going on. And zero interest rate with six months not having to make a payment. you got to remember, nothing's free in the car business. That six months just got pushed to the back. You still got to pay. So, uh, uh, man, I walked out of my church the other day. And there were so many black tags on brand-new vehicles. And it just amazed me how many people think this was the greatest buying opportunity ever. And the bad part about it, about a month into it, the new car dealers figured out that they were going to run out of cars because the manufacturers wasn't building. There wasn't nothing being built. All the suppliers got cut off. The manufacturers got cut off. And so they said, hey. We got to go up on prices because we're going to run out of vehicles. One dealership that I know, uh, wow, what they do? They jumped in and went straight up on the prices, and people were still buying, you know. And they've got low on the inventory, but dealers are having record profit months. I'm telling you, unbelievable. And then they got government assistance of three to five million. I talked to a buddy of mine in Dallas. And his son got 900,000 government assistance, and he sold 250 cars retail last month. That was huge, plus the 900,000. Wow, unbelievable what's going on in the car business. Hello, Charlie. And so, uh, good morning, listeners on, on uh, Facebook, Randy Adams. And so, we're seeing all this going on. And we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, we hear the viruses come back strong. Uh, are we going to be living this way forever? Is is this the new new norm? 
I don't know, but I mean, there's so much that the government's doing, and I believe the virus is real, and I believe it's taking some lives. And I, I believe, hello, Peggy, we have to watch out what we're doing. I b- honestly believe that. You know, but with the politicians we have, Isaiah 5, 20, 21, woe to those who will, uh, those who think evil is good and say evil is good and good is evil, who put the darkness for the light and the light for the darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Had a gentleman, an older gentleman at um, at my church, Cornerstone Church. He was one of those guys that jumped out and bought a new vehicle, you know. And he told me, "Oh man, I know what I'm doing." He didn't know what he was doing. I mean, here here he is. Woe to those who think they're wise in their own sight. And nobody's smart enough to beat these new car dealers. They they're trained. They're trained 365 days out of the year, you know. And here, this man, he's all pumped up, big-headed, knows what all he's doing. We love know-it-alls. We really do. <clears throat> Sorry I got sinus drainage real bad last two days. <clears throat> I may sound different, and I have to clear my throat. And so, uh, they we love know-it-alls. We just get in there and, come on in here, Bubba. You're the smartest customer I got. You know what all's going on. It's not your first rodeo. You're doing well. You just keep pumping them up, pumping them up, sign them up, sign them up, and cash the check. And so I I really look at this today and think about, wow, woe is to those who think evil is good and good is evil. And they put darkness to light and lightness to dark. Those people that have always, hello, Dan, Dick, uh, always thinking about what's right and what's wrong. The darkness comes in on you. But bitter for sweet, instead of speaking to somebody, telling them the truth. That's one thing my dad taught me years ago. If your word's no good, you're no good. Your word has got to be good. You've got, do you have a conscience? What happened to the conscience? Where is the conscience in our lives? Do we have one? Are we working on it? Have we burned it out? You know, I, I think our conscience, uh, Steve Sorensen and I was talking about this the other day, and I came up with this scenario. Uh, I think our conscience, and he does too, he's the one that said I, he thinks the conscience stays with us and is always with us. You know, hello, Weston. And, and so our conscience is with us at all times. And, but are you driving the bus? Are you driving what God wants you to do, your purpose, your what you're designed for, how you're going down the road, how you're making decisions, how you're treating people, how you love people? Are you the one in the back of the bus riding along, letting somebody else, even Satan, drive the bus, and you're sitting back there and not paying attention, not doing what's right, not understanding what's going on in your life? So who's driving your bus? Are you driving the bus? You and the Holy Spirit? Y'all got tag team? But the Holy Spirit is with you. But are you letting him drive your bus, lead him, guide you, and touch you? you sitting right with him, right beside him? Are you sitting in back of the bus? You know, my conscience came alive in 94. I knew what right from wrong. Yeah. I knew when I was telling the truth. And I knew when I was holding up the truth because my mother was a devout Christian who wore me out with a switch, and I deserved it most of the time. Hello, Ray. And so, but, you know, I knew right from wrong, but let me tell you something. When I accepted Jesus Christ, it exploded. My conscience came alive. I had him, I had him in the back of the bus with me, and Satan was driving the bus. But things changed when my life changed. So... Where is our conscience on on deciding what to buy? You know what you need. You know what you really intend to buy. You know that you've got the Holy Spirit to ask and work with. But are you using the Holy Spirit? Is he driving your bus? Hello, Chris and Ray. And uh, so uh, are you... Are you who you let drive your bus? Who's who's making your decisions? Who's pushing your button? I talked about on... Uh, Another radio show Monday morning. Or, I'm sorry, Tuesday morning. I got a call 
from a lady who walked in a dealership that I would not recommend in this town. I know the owner personally real well. And she said, uh, I went in to check prices, and I thought I had my Mitsubishi sold. <clears throat> we discussed how Mitsubishis years ago were better than they are now, and, you know, uh, especially the one that doesn't have hail damage on them. And so uh, and she wants to get rid of it. She's not happy with the car, even though she's had Mitsubishis for a long time. And she went to check the price, and her daughter went with her. Had to get support. You know, let's let's go and, and tag team them and, and, and see what's going on. Uh, and so I, I said, wow. I said, what happened then? She said, I went in, and they sold me a hell damage basic Wrangler. I said, hell damage basic? She said, yeah. And when we added up the payments, it was $60,000 with a large down payment. And she don't know how this happened, but they know how to push her button. She said they wouldn't say no. They would not say no for an answer. They kept telling her she could deserve it, she could afford it, it was going to be a great unit. She didn't even really go in there for a Jeep Wrangler, but this is hell damage. And, you know, they kept telling her, we're knocking off 4000 on this hell damage. Let me tell you something, folks. The insurance companies pay ten to 15000 and most of the time, fifteen thousand to the new car dealers for hell damage. They either total them or pay them fifteen thousand on the bad ones. And so, here they knocked off four grand, and she's paying sixty thousand for a basic Wrangler that should have been, you know, maybe she should have been paying thirty-five or forty. They were going to pick up twenty grand. Well, she gets home, and her husband blows a gasket. Hey, I'm not buying that car. I don't want that car. We can't afford that car. And besides, I don't have a job. He got laid off, and his he's 60 years old, He and the future's coming. He don't know where the future lies. Uncertainty, doubt. This man, hey, he's thinking of the future. He's looking at the future. Maybe his wife shouldn't have gone shopping. Hey, let me tell you something. Don't walk into one of these well, new car dealers. Number one, you're on, they've got home field advantage against you. <clears throat> Number two, they're trained to the hilt. To sell you, number one, I mean, they are strong, strong, strong. And so don't go in. Get on the Internet and check prices. You don't need to walk into one of these dealerships. You know, you're not you're not educated enough. I mean, I've had people call me, thank me for this radio show. I mean, I don't know, a couple of thousand and that they've learned a lot, and they're continuing to learn, and they're continuing to listen because they need to know what the next deal is. I'm going to explain the next couple of weeks. Certification. Big deal in Dallas. Big-time deal in Dallas. And it's coming here. It'll be here. Oh, the the car guru guy on the other channel, uh, the car guy, he's now telling everybody how great it is to buy the car that all you have to do is pay for gas. Well, I got news for you. The dealerships make 400 a month on every car they do that with. They leave plenty of room for accidents. They re- they pay your insurance. They do they shop for the best insurance? I don't know. They pay for maintenance, so they got to leave room for there. <clears throat> you don't pay for miles, <clears throat> so you don't know where you're at there. They got this new deal that you just want, and you can trade every week. It's a big deal that you can trade every week. Hello, Jeff. And so, Allison, and so you can trade every week. So this big figure comes in. Dealers are making a fortune on the deal. It's the new wave of doing business. Hey, I forgot to give phone number, didn't I? Uh, yeah. And somebody called in? Yeah, they did. Phone number here is 210 340 85. That's 210-340-9585. And so they've got these new deals for people who said, all I want to do is buy gas. I don't want to pay for maintenance. I don't want to pay for insurance. I don't want to pay. I want to swap cars all the time. And I guarantee it's going to cost you a fortune, a big-time fortune, to drive this car. And, and no write-off. This is not a lease. You don't get any kind of write-off. Hello, Carlos. How you doing? Hello. Good morning. 
How you Good doing morning, today? Mr. Rankin. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure to talk Hello, to you Jeff. first and before nothing. Is how how's your health? How you feel? Hey, I'm doing well. Doing super well. Got a little sinus drainage the last two days. Been blowing my nose a lot. But uh just getting after it and trying to be the best I can be. Thank you. Thank you to the radio station again and the, the sponsors on the costumes. I have a question. I sure. I'm here with Red. And uh, she had a question when she came to me. And I said, Gerardo, what is better for me? I have money to put down payment. But they offered me to get a lease car or to buy. And he said, well, I don't know too much about that one. But let me ask Mr. Randy. That's what I'm calling you to well, listen to you. Dave, Dave Ramsey says no to leases. And Randy Adams says that, too. Even though uh, I, I helped get two trucks for a lease this week. But here's a new upstart company that doesn't have the cash flow, the borrowing power, and all that, but they could lease two 454 4x4s. So I helped the lease company set the deal up and get it done. In that situation, if you're a company, you don't want it on your don't want it on your credit, don't you don't have the cash to buy, you know, two new trucks sixty, sixty five thousand dollars, you could lease it. And that's what they did and it fit this company's situation and fit them well. You know, and that's what they've got to do in this time. And and a lot of companies do that and it depends on if it's open in or closed in on the company situation. As personally and as business wise otherwise, number one, uh leasing companies make fifteen percent to twenty percent on a deal. That's what they do. Also they they make they got to leave room so they don't lose money when they take that truck back in if it's a closed in deal. If it's open in, well the the customer has to pay for what it brings versus what's owed against it. And so they leave so much room, there's so much profit in there, and you get to write off whatever tax bracket you in. A lot of CPAs won't tell people. You know, it's an all write off. They take all the money off of it. And, and it sounds great, but no, actually, what you write off is the percentage, the tax bracket you're in. How this works with that guy? After, uh, can you explain me, okay, if she decides to go to leave one, that's why she has no good. For how long she leaves it, and after the end of the, the payment? Well, and it depends on how many miles she puts on, how much they charge her for miles, too. I mean, uh, I've seen some deals. I had some people show up about a year ago at my car lot. They owed twenty two thousand in penalty on mileage. Twenty two thousand. But they could buy their unit for thirteen thousand. And I gave eleven thousand. So I mean these people they were so upset, so mixed up, they didn't know if they needed to pay the twenty two thousand or buy it. I said You'll lose two thousand if you sell it to me. You lose twenty two thousand if you pay the penalty. Sounds like to me you save twenty thousand, you know. And so they ended up selling the car, pay it, buying it for thirteen thousand, selling it to me for eleven thousand, losing two thousand on it. But their penalty on the miles was so much, so high that you know that's another thing you got to look. You got to look at what they charge you for over usage. If you got twelve thousand, fifteen thousand, or twenty thousand mile limit, you know you've got to know how many miles you're allowed per year. How much? How much do you drive? Most people think, oh, I don't drive that much, and most people go way past what the allotment of the miles are. So you've got to know that. You've got to buy a unit that will keep its value because the leasing companies, they want to make sure that car comes in and they're not going to lose a bunch of money on it. And they also have to leave a little room because just because you, you're rough on it, you tear it up, you beat it up, or if it gets in an accident. Uh, right now, accident reports cost a lot of money. Diminished value. Hello, David and John and Barry. And so uh, accidents cost a vehicle a lot of money. It's diminished value. So there's a lot of room in a lease. You know, uh, the the deal that we did on the big trucks, you know, they don't have to worry about that. And I don't know if it, I, I really didn't find out if it's open in or closed in. But there's a big time leasing company out in uh, Bernie, and they do open in. And the people end up having to pay for what they get for the trucks. They got to pay the difference what they owe. Uh, the government, I think, has come down on a lot of companies when they try to lease a unit and get it down to one dollar at the end of the year. And lots of times they do get to, get into that situation. But I mean, for an individual, I really don't think I would rent a. I mean, lease a car. 
Okay. Let me ask you something, sir. Normally, around how many? Hold on. Uh, around how many miles is normally you can put without you know increase on payments when you break it? You just say you. Well, know, they'll say twelve. Used, used to be twelve thousand miles a year. They moved it to fifteen. I heard that uh, sometimes you know there's certain units they'll go eighteen or twenty. But you've got to know how many miles you put on. You know, I mean, there's so many high mileage cars out there. People drive more, you know, and they constantly in the vehicle. The mom and mom's running the kids around the neighborhood to sports and everything else. I guess we're not running around as much as we normally do, even though traffic looks like it's back on I-35. But you know, it depends on you on yourself because you can get tattooed pretty hard on these mileage deals. Very seldom do I see somebody. I did have a gentleman pull up that I've known all my life in New Brunswick, and he pulled up on a on a car that was three years old and had six thousand miles on it. Well, he had the right to buy that car, but a, a dealership that he'd leased it from told him he couldn't buy it. They wanted that car. Can you imagine a three year old car with six thousand miles? They told this older older gentleman, You can't buy it. We're not gonna sell it to you. Well they wanted it. He and he probably paid it now. I forgot he was paying like five hundred month five hundred a month on a lease. So it Three years, you know, he's paid, you know, a bunch of money, 18000 on this car. With super low miles, the car would bring a lot of money. They could sell it overnight. And they told the gentleman, I called him, and I said, what are we going to do? And he said, they told me I couldn't buy the unit. That wasn't in on the contract. I said, do you, do you have your contract? He said, no, I don't. I've misplaced it, you know. Well, they asked him if he'd misplaced it, and then they told him that story, I guarantee you. And, but, you know, you can't beat car dealers. We're way ahead of the game. That's our profession. That's what we know the best. That's how we work the hardest. Let me ask you, Mr. Randy, after the 30 years I'm listening to you, you're telling us, uh, do you have to buy the car or what happens if you want no, you have to? No, you have to pay the penalty on the miles. If your miles are in line, you just hand the car back to them. They give you an opportunity. My banker, my ex-banker, had a GT Mustang, and it was low miles, and it was brand new, in the box, gorgeous. And he brought it to me, and he said, in two months, Randy, <clears throat> this car, I can buy the car or turn it back. He said, hello, John. He said, what's it worth? And I said, well, this is what I'll give for it. He said, well, I can make $2,000 on it. I said, good. Buy it sell it to me. And we did. Two months later, he brought me the car. So, you know, you got to look at what you've got. And he was under the mile situation. I mean, it was a it was a car for him to go to the golf course in, you know, even though his golf clubs barely fit in the GT Mustang. But anyway, it was that's what he, he you know, he drove the car and enjoyed it. He wanted a six-speed. He wanted a GT Mustang, you know, and he's about my age, and, and he wanted to enjoy it. And that's what he did. <clears throat> but he also got 2000 back off the lease. He couldn't write it off, but he got the cash back on it. And so it worked for him. It worked for me. And so if you're on a lease, <clears throat> you need to call me, 830-708-4789. Call me and see if you can make money on the purchase of it or, you know, if you should turn it back in, you know. And if you got a penalty on the miles, you need to weigh up the options you got there. Ask you, her friends. That's the reason these, these come. You know, these kind of questions. Every three years, in the way you say, she only switches for a new one, new one. If she don't pass the miles, what do you have to do after the three years? You don't have to give more money, or you give the car. No, back, you no after money? three years, you turn it back in. If you're under the miles, if you're over the miles, you pay the penalty, or you buy the unit. One of the two. You have to buy the, the unit after three years. You don't have to. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have to buy it. You can turn it in. And they've left room where they, they like it. I guarantee 99% of the time, it's it, the value of it is less than what the market is, and especially right now. I mean, the market is high. we got shortage of used cars, shortage of new cars. Like I said, I was at a dealership. Uh, Thursday that had two new cars and three used cars, and then they showed me a picture of a dealership in another town, in a large town, and their their lot was empty. Hey, this has been an unbelievable buying frenzy that's going on. So, 
Carlos, we're about to take a short break. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Good question. Uh, the right, the right questions, especially for a lot of people, because they're pushing, they're pushing leases right now, big time. And, and the, you know, and I mean, I've, I've talked to so many people that new car dealers are running at them, trying to get them to buy to instead of buying to lease. So thank you for those questions. You did a great job. Thank you for those people. Maybe I open the eyes. If you need to call me, if they need to call me after the show, my number's eight three zero. 708-4789. Remember, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Buy all field trucks, buy wrecks, bad motor, bad transmissions, just all kind. It's worth something, and I'll tell you what it's worth. Now, pure, pure junk, not worth much money right now. But especially if you got a decent car or a decent truck under 120,000 miles, I need it. I'll pay top dollar for it. And my overhead is super low, not like the other guys on radio that's super high. God bless you. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Heard right here at 630, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. Good afternoon. Well, morning, not afternoon. Good morning. This is Randy Adams. It's already late, isn't it? Uh, I've been up a long time. That's the key. Anyway, what we're going to talk about a little bit is... Uh, how do you react to every situation? You know, with this zero interest rate, people just got so excited. They thought they were going to miss something. They great opportunity. You know, they're going to run out of cars. They, You know, they, we saw that. I mean, it's amazing how empty the lots are. Where would all this stuff go? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it. But anyway, we're missing a bunch of it. And it's uh, new car dealers are, are going to be short of cars for a while. So prices have gone up, used cars have gone up, used trucks have gone up, especially the stuff under 120,000 miles. Um, cars are bringing at the auction what I – I can't even sell them on my lot for what they bring at the auction. It's amazing. I've never seen it this way. Nobody I know has ever seen it this way. I've been in the business officially 57 years now. <clears throat> and so, you know, this about the time of the year I started, first time I bought – 1049 to 50 uh, Fords. Hello, Greg. He's in he's in Michigan, and Harry, Harry Weaver, old high school buddy of mine. Anyway, so what what we're seeing is is a buying frenzy like we've never seen. People's emotions. They thought they were going to miss something. My stepmother, she uh, she got so excited. She didn't. Her car's sixty thousand miles. She don't go nowhere. She don't drive it very much, and she thought she needed to go buy a new car. You know, miss this great buying opportunity. Just like that lady walked into to that uh, Dodge Jeep store and ended up buying a Jeep. She was trying to get out of it. Here's another key. That lady did not have any paperwork. I asked her, I said, how many times did you sign up? How many times did they get your signature? She said, I don't know. I said, you didn't count them? She said, no. Well, where's the paperwork? She said, I don't have any paperwork. I said, you didn't get copies of what you signed? I said, I got news for you. As bad as that dealership is, I guarantee you they filled in the blanks after you left. You just got, it got worse, not better. Hello, Donnie. And so get your paperwork. Know what you're signing. Read what you're signing. Keep Ask the, the person signing you up, what am I signing? Hey, get your copies, every bit of everything that you've that you've signed. She said, well, I don't know. I said, did you sign five times? She said, seemed like more than that. I said, did you sign 10 to 15? Well, maybe. She, she was so mixed up. This dealership and some dealerships, a lot of them, will spin you, will spin you where they're giving you so many different figures, so much different stuff, and then finding that – that point that can sell you, and four thousand off for hell damage. It was probably they collected fifteen thousand. They picked up eleven thousand probably on the hell damage. Just that, not counting the interest. I mean, it's sixty thousand dollars. That was a maybe at the max forty thousand signed up vehicle, a base, a base Wrangler. So, and this lady and her husband had good credit. So what did she sign? She didn't know. What what was the original figure? She didn't know. She, what was the payments? She didn't know. She didn't have any paperwork. Well, that's, you know, 
Man, that's like putting a fox in the hen house and turning him loose and walking off, you know. I mean, some of these guys will fill in them blanks and and put you down debtor's prison for a long, long time. Do you have a conscience when you put somebody in debtor's prison for a long, long time? Or do you, you look for excuses to lay somebody away? We're trained professionals. We, we can sell hard. Hello, Roger. We can sell hard, hard, hard. I'm telling you, we know what we're doing. Hello, James. And so what we know and how we do it and what's going on can put people in debtor's prison for a long time. Where's your conscience on that deal? Well, you know, I mean, what, what are you trying to do? Where, what, how much money do you need to make? Do you go brag about how much you made to your other salespeople? I've been in many a dealerships that, man, I'm telling you, you know, we made 10000 on that car. 10000 Yeah, that made 10000 Big commission coming my way. Well, hey, get the right dealers. Get the right people. Get the right salesmen. Do your homework. they got to make money. These dealerships cost a lot of money to open up every day, but don't let, like that Jeep Wrangler deal, get your paperwork. Know what you've signed. Know what you're spending. And when you, and if you're just shopping prices, don't walk into a dealership. Hey, the atmosphere. I mean, you know, that's what I've always wondered. How CarMax does so well? Is it the atmosphere? Is it the brand new building? Is it, you know, the way they design it, the way it looks? Is this why we're getting all the new car dealerships to look the same? So when you're going to buy a certain car, they all look the same. They've already studied it. They put psychology and sociologists on it to see how to warm you up and how to buy you, how to help close you or what. we got to have cars. we got to have transportation. we got to have freedom. But I want you to understand what's going on. You know, even playing field. We need an even playing field in this world. you got to let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. You got to let the word lead you and guide you. You got to be, you know, you got to have a peace about you. You know, I've got a friend of mine that's looking for a house for herself, and she told me, she said, Come look, because I, I, I flip houses, I buy and sell houses, I've done a lot of rental property and real estate. I walked up on it. I told her right away, I said, I don't have peace about what you're trying to do. She said, well, I've got guys coming to tell me what all it's going to need and what we're going to do. I said, I'm telling you, I don't have peace about it. I really don't. I said, you know, you're thinking you're going to spend 40000 I think you're going to spend ninety to 120 Well, I was close. So, But you got to have peace what you're doing. If you're not having peace, get up and walk out. If you can't pray about it, get up and walk out. Steve Sorensen, my mentor, I'm telling you, he's been a blessing in my life. He tells me him and his wife pray over everything that's over $25. Wow, isn't that something? I mean, pray about it. Understand. Have that peace. Have you got peace in what you're doing? Uh, where's peace leave? Peace leaves about six months down the road. Of course, now they want to give you a little extra. They give you first six months free. I think some of them have dropped down to three and more. And it's not free. It's pushed to the back of the note. And so... You know, do you have peace? Do you, that peace is making that monthly payment. And then you find out about a year later your car's dropped in value, but that's part of it. That's part of a use. What man makes breaks. Hello, Jim. What man makes breaks, you know, best kind of car is a paid-for car. you got to know what you're doing, you know. And, and you know, you've got to buy what you can afford, what fits your lifestyle, which fits your family, what fits your budget. And... We're not thinking about the future. We're, you know, the, our government, this city, this city here in San Antonio, Isaiah 5, 20, 21, fits so well. Woe to those who will, who think evil is good and good is evil, who put darkness in the light and light in the darkness, who put bitter in the, for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who think their own eyes are clever in their own sight. That's our that's our city right here right now, man. We're we're watching what they're doing. We're watching that they they think evil is good and good is evil. They think they're brilliant in their own sight, but I mean they're controlling us and they're controlling what's going on. And this virus is controlling us. And there's a lot of situations that's going on, and and so 
What are you thinking about the future? Make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. That's so important for you, your family, your lifestyle. And I'm telling you, we can't put $10 trillion printed money into the market and not hurt the dollar buying power. We're going to see it in a year from now. We're not going to see it right at first, and things are looking It's amazing how many houses are selling, how many campers are selling, how many cars and trucks are selling. I, I've talked to probably 10 dealers yesterday. They all called me and said, what do you got for sale? I said, I'm selling everything as fast as I can get it right now. The auctions are crazy. Everything else is crazy. Why are we in this buying frenzy when we're fighting the virus, we're fighting the government, we're fighting our cities? Things are so disrupt. Evil is good, and good is evil. I mean, we've got to think about this. We've got to think about the future. We've got to understand. We've got to, we've got to listen to our conscience. Hello, Vern, and I guarantee you, I really feel like, you know, and, you know, car dealers never apologize for putting their customers in debtor's prison. And they brag about loving it, you know. There's lots of, there's, well, it's getting less and less. There's some good dealerships out there that are fair, honest, will almost tell the truth. But they get to the, they get to believe in everybody needs a new car. Some people do, some don't. We got to have new cars because we ain't got used cars in. Well, I mean, you know, we don't sell new cars. We don't have used cars to sell in the next three, four, five years. So we got to have new cars. But there's a certain amount of people that can't afford it, and then there's a certain amount of dealerships that will put you away. There's one of them right now that's bragging, you know, advertising. we got lots of cars and lots of trucks and lots of inventory. Well, why do they when nobody else does? What, what Are they too high? Are they too jicky? What Do they lie? Do they put people away? Do they promise things they don't come up with? Why have they got a whole lot of inventory and nobody else? Why do they say it's e- You ever had it easy making a car deal? There's a few dealerships that, that handle it and are smooth and, and know how to handle it. They really are. But not all of them. Very, well, actually, really very few. I know a few of them. And, and I get calls all week. I'm buying a new car here, and this is what they're doing. And I say, well, can you afford it? Is, you know, how much you got down? You know, where are you going to be in this situation? How many months are you paying? What's your interest rate? Talked to a gentleman that had 670 score, bought a car vehicle off of a used car, big-time used car, and paying 18% interest. He said, he said I, my payment is so high, I didn't recognize it, and I didn't realize it. I said, well, you're paying 18% interest. Why? He said, I don't know. That, they told me that was the best rate. Best rate for them? Yeah. These big independent used car lots have so much money. I'm talking about the great, great big ones, the national brands. They finance everybody that walks in the door. And people don't look at their interest. I got another buddy that finances his brother-in-law, super rich, got a lot of money. They finance everybody that walks in the door. He charges 15 to 18% interest, and nobody ever asks. Never ask. You know, no problem. Here, sign up and go on. Why don't you know what your credit score is? Won't you know what your credit rating is? Won't you make it the best position? Have you shopped and see what those cars are bringing? Right now, it's hard to shop the market because I'm going to tell you, there's no telling what a super nice car will bring. I mean, I'm not passing anything that's nice and under 120,000 miles. I'm going to buy it, you know, I'm going to offer a lot of money for it and get it bought because I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter what it is, you know. In fact, I'm trying to buy a Shelby right now truck, and uh, a new one's a hundred over a hundred thousand dollars. I'm trying to buy a seventeen right now. Unbelievable. Trying to buy a 2020 Corvette uh, right now for a customer. A 2020 Corvette, it's a hundred thousand, a little over a hundred thousand. You know, and I got the coolest '53 Lincoln in the world. Two door hardtop, black, red and black leather interior, 351 V8. I mean, it is gorgeous. Everybody sees that car, they just freak out. It is gorgeous, gorgeous. So you know, I still have a few little old cars and antiques. Trying to buy a '66 Ford pickup right now. Uh, I got some other stuff that's run at me. Uh, so I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
But uh, what are you doing? Have you gotten into this buying frenzy? We're going to have to bite the bullet and keep making the payments, you know. I hope that lady got her deal straight on that Jeep Cherokee, and I don't know if she did or didn't. Hello, Robbie. And so she didn't call me back. I'm sorry that I hadn't heard from her. She listens to me going to work. She's a nurse. So this lady's a smart lady. This is a smart lady who got in a trap with that dealership. She's just wanting to check prices. Don't walk into dealership. Get on the Internet check prices. Hey, and print it out or make a copy. Take a picture with your phone. You know, I had a guy tell me, he said, I can't make a copy of this thing. I said, well, get it on your screen. Take a couple of pictures with your phone. This is what you're advertising. I had another gentleman tell me, he said, yeah. said, uh, they're advertising a new truck, cheap. He said, uh, I called them. They said it was there. I said, well, I'll be there in 20 minutes. He said, I got there in less than 20 minutes. And, it, and they walked around the lot for two hours, couldn't find the truck. It was a price leader. It may not have ever been there. It might have been there a long time ago, and they keep using it, you know, same price leader. And so they wasted their time, two hours, walking around the lot, and, and finally the salesman said, I don't know, but let me say you something else. Now, I don't want to buy nothing else. That's the one I wanted to buy. That was the price. That was the equipment. And they told him, said, oh, no, the games are continue to grow, continue to go on, you know. Hello, Butch. And so you've got to be ready mentally, physically, and spiritually for a battle because it's, it's a battle for your money. We keep score with your money. It's like a football game, but we keep score with your money. And guess who wins? Guess who has a, something that loses value and drops every week, every month? The good news is they've jumped up right now. So, you know, we're on a level spot. Cars, used cars that are good, nice cars with decent miles, they've gone up quite a bit. But now you're up to where you're not going to lose as much as you were before. And manufacturers, I don't know which way. They know something we don't know. They wouldn't have put the zero out there, six months, no payments, putting it back to the deal. They're, they're financing. They're put backing up the money on the deal because it, there's no credit union going to finance a car or a truck at zero interest rate. You know, hello, Johnny. So, I mean, you know, would you finance at zero interest rate when you can go take your money and go do something else? So the manufacturers are putting up zero interest rate. They know something. They know what this economy – they got people that study the future. They got people who study the, the government, who study the, the market economists. They got all those people. They know something's happened. They wanted to wipe out all their inventory. They wanted to wipe the new car dealer's inventory all out. And they still got stuff going on. They're still doing zero interest rate. But some dealers don't have anything to sell. I mean, they got, people got wiped, dealers got wiped completely out and collected, big dealers collected three to five million. Like I said, used car dealer in Dallas got 900,000. 900,000 to a dealer, uh, government assistance to a used car dealer. Did they really need it? And, and they sold 250 cars last month? And, and they're the ones that's, the Dallas market right now is all in certifications. And they, because due to the Internet, due to all the websites, due to everything that's going on, pricing is very important. How you price. I'm, I'm studying more and more now. I've, I've realized I'm cheaper than just about everybody else. But I don't have that, that certification on there. Certification, just to give you a, a little glimpse of what's happening, they charge you. You got, in order to buy the car at a cheap price, you got to buy a certification. Well, what they're doing, they're putting their prices down where they're only making, you know, five, eight hundred, and then they put a twenty-eight hundred dollar certification on you, and then they get you to buy extended warranty. So that certification looks like extended warranty. So now you're at thirty-five hundred. So they make, you know, four grand on the car, and I, and you know, profits, profit, and, and we got to have profit in in order to stay in business. I make money. <clears throat> my overhead's low. I can step up and pay more money because I'm a, really a one-man operation. And so, but you got to know who you're dealing with. Look at the record. <clears throat> bought a customer call me, bought a pure piece of junk. He didn't check the dealer, didn't check what was going on, bought the unit. After he bought it, he got to checking out, see what was going on. Man, it was a train wreck. 
A little effort, a little work will save you a little money. Big effort, big work will save you big money. Which one do you want? How do you want to put yourself? Where do you want to put yourself? What's the future life for you? Are you going to keep your job? You think so? Uh, I mean, you know, are your health going to stay up? You're not, are you not going to catch the virus? You know, I mean, there's so many things that can come against us in this world, so many things that can change. You know, so, but where are you at, at your lifestyle? What can you afford? My mother told me years ago, and this is a long, long time ago, that if you don't have half down, don't buy nothing. Well, you know what? I, mean, I think it's we're in that point where we need to look at it, but it's not, I don't know if we can get back to that position economy-wise and, and money-wise and situation-wise and, and uh, especially what I'm seeing that's going on with our government and with everything else. And, you know, how uh, do not spread false reports. Do not help a wicked man by being a vicious malice witness. You know, you're accountable for your emotions. We all wear our emotions. How do you wear yours? Your emotions for buying. Every car dealer magazine, every class that they send out talks about everybody buys with emotions. And I and I understand that because I used to do that. I, that was me. I wanted to figure out what I could afford, and I had to have it, you know. But I did follow my mother's situation on half of it down or pay cash for it or don't buy it. And that slowed me down just a little bit. But now with as easy as financing is, is e- these credit unions, hello, Butch, and, and credit unions wanting to loan you the money, uh, Genesis Credit Union, I'm, I'm trying to find their, out their situation. I guess they're online banking. Uh, Genesis has got 1.9. Wow, that's cheap interest rate. So we told the guy that bought the car had 675 score, which is a, a good score, deserves probably a lot less. We told him to go to Genesis. Work your credit unions. Work your bank. Talk to everybody. Find out what the... Hey, that interest rate's going to eat you up one way or another. you got to understand how much you're paying. And I mean, if you get so excited, just like that lady on that Jeep, she got so excited she didn't know what she was doing. Hello, Wade. She didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know what she signed. She didn't know nothing. Except when she finally, they told her uh, at the end of the day, her payment was five ninety eight a month for 72 months. Plus, she's putting money down. I mean, you know, whew, whew, mercy. She's going to be paying for that dude for a long time and a lot of money. And there wasn't no forgiveness of payments putting them in the back. That first five ninety eight was supposed to have been, you know, that's over forty two thousand she was uh, paying in on that unit, over forty two thousand dollars with a large down payment. And so, do you get so excited you you don't know what you're doing? Do you get so excited with your emotions, you live by your emotions, your feelings, your desires, that you don't know what you're signing, you don't know what you're doing? Well, you need you need to get your head straight. You really do. You need getting the Word. You need the Holy Spirit. You need, you know, who's driving the bus? Are you driving the bus with the Holy Spirit? Or are you and the Holy Spirit sitting in the back watching what was going on, letting everybody else make your decisions, make what's going on with you? Hey, you didn't miss a great opportunity. There'll be more. There'll be more great opportunities because, let me tell you something, all manufacturers want to outsell each other. Oh, they want to outdo each other. They don't care about anything else in the world but out being number one. And money is their God. Money is their God, and the car business has been for years. I've, I've got notes to write a book from mom and pop to billionaires owning dealerships. Why are billionaires buying the dealerships? They're cash cows. Warren Buffett's passed 130 dealerships. There's a group out of Canada trying to buy up all the dealerships. There's Penske trying to buy all the dealerships. They're cash cows. They love them. But what do you do with money? Hey, you know what? They know, they know that this money's going to be devaluated. They know it's going to be weakened. 
But what's the next step with our government? What's our government going to say? What's evil is good and good is evil? What what are they saying? They're leading us down the wrong path. Uh, Mr. Bush, I forgot which one, but anyway, said that Trump is the only thing holding us back from socialism. That's right. The Democrat Party has become, become the Communist Party, and that's the only thing holding us back from socialism. Where did socialism work? Let me tell you something. I've sold two families from, from Venezuela lately, and they told me how bad Venezuela was, how great it was 10, 15 years ago, how bad it is today. Hey, we're heading down the wrong road. Good is evil and evil's good. Look up Isaiah 520. And there was a man that wrote a letter about in 1871 describing what was going to happen to the United States. I'm studying, trying to find out all about that. He was so right, but he thought it was going to happen 2030. Guess what? It's running. Hey, I used to worry about my grandkids. Now I'm worried about myself. I worried about the world they were going to live in. Now I'm worried about myself. Hello, Philip Green. God bless you, San Antonio. I love you, San Antonio. Hey, forgive everybody. 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, or spouse. God bless you. Hey, think about it. What's going on in your life? Make the right decisions. I love you, San Antonio. God bless you. On a new home, refinance, or cash. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.